Hello, fellow planeswalker, and welcome to Into the Aether Vortex. My name's Ninja Boy, your guide into all the different ways you can enjoy Magic the Gathering, and how they all come together into something wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. Hope everyone's doing well out there, and if you're playing uh, and you're opening uh, boxes of uh, Finaxia I'll Be One, hopefully your pulls go well. Um, this is the episode where once a format, we go over the cards that are, will probably be getting added to my decks at some point in the future, if not immediately. It uh, looks like uh, Phyrexia All Will Be One has a pretty decent value, and the prices are actually pretty high uh, relative to other recent sets. So it may be maybe a little bit longer. You know, usually I wait maybe like two weeks before prices settle before buying cards. Um, you know, this time I might wait maybe like a month or so or maybe even longer before i end up making updates which is all well and good um, i'm actually going to be at MagicCon philadelphia next week as i record this episode um you know so i'm you know i definitely don't not going to have the spare money to buy singles uh for this month which is you know fair enough um that said there are a good number of uh, singles to get through so you know let's let's just hop into the, my deck my edh decks so first off, the big obvious deck getting a major upgrade is my Ukamen Kazur Infect Tribal deck. So obviously, uh, just, just to recap, it's a Sultai deck led by the legendary Whale Wolf that's un unblockable, gets a counter whenever it deals damage to somebody, whenever it dies, ends up uh, dealing damage equal to its power to you know uh, 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 any target. Um, and uh, or rather, it's unblockable and it, the dying figure, and then its partner Kazur is the one who who grows it basically. So you know, I mean, you know, it's currently filled with. With uh, about a third of uh, a third of the deck is lands, usual as usual. About a third are um, infect creatures, right? So you know, generally less than four mana or so. Um, and then you know, you have you know about a third cards, you know, maybe a little bit less being cards that are protecting it. You know, usually one mana uh, spells that give it hexproof or indestructible or whatnot. Um, and then the other, you know, and then and then a little bit also that you know grant infect. Right now, there are only a couple of ways to grant infect, which is pretty hard, which is why. This set with the Toxic mechanic is really interesting, right? So, you know, Toxic, this set, it seems to be found in pretty much every color except red. Um... You know, not quite so much blue. There, there are a couple of good of, of good card blue cards that grant toxic, um, but you know green, black, and then white. So obviously we can't play any of the white cards here. Um, but you know I think you know this definitely ups the number of ways that Ukama can deal poison counters. Now, unfortunately, you know toxic doesn't really scale with power, which is what uh, Ukama is really good at um, and why he works really well. In fact, but hey, it's better than nothing, right? Um, especially if he's unblockable. Um, so I'm thinking of actually, actually retooling the deck. I'm seriously considering actually taking out the uh, infect creatures, except for maybe all but the cheapest, like maybe one or two mana infect creatures, um, and then adding in a bunch more proliferate effects, right? Especially if, you know, there are a couple of ways, I think three more ways in the set to give um, to give toxic to a creature, so that would be Ukama getting infect, um, which the nice thing is he doesn't deal, he doesn't, he can still deal commander damage by growing and, and so on, but he doesn't actually... Um, he doesn't, and, and it's not it's not a replacement effect. Um, so he still, you know, still deals commander damage, and it's just the poison counters on top of that. So you know, maybe get, getting some proliferate in there uh, might be a, a way to to make it a little bit better. There's obviously a good number of proliferate effects in here. Um, you know, there's obviously also a couple of, of good uh, protection spells. I think Tiver Tiver Stand, um, you know, which is a one mana, uh, you know, in, indestructible hexproof is always welcome if the deck has redundancy, but also has the X uh, added cost where you can. 
pump its power by pump its power by X. So kind of like an out of nowhere, you know, deal a lot of extra damage. Uh, it's also very much appreciated for that for that spell. Um, and then you know, thinking maybe adding in the three Dominus, right? Kind of like the Phyrexian gods, though without the god subtype. Um, you know, specifically, you know, the blue one doubles proliferations, which you know is always great. Um, the green one doubles power, which you know works really well with Ukama. And then uh, the um, and then the black one, you know, doubles death triggers, which you know when he dies, basically would uh, double the amount of times that he deals damage deals damage to somebody. So you know, I think that. Um, I think the, this, this one's definitely due for an upgrade. I don't have, like, a final list yet, um, just because, you know, again, I want to see what cards I end up opening and, and then figuring that all out, which, will, again, will take about a month or so. So I am actually was thinking about bringing it to uh, Command Fest Philly, but um, given the, 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 the recent upgrades, I don't think I really want to touch it just yet. Anyway, that's obviously the, the main line for this set, the Infect stuff coming in. Um, now, you know, there are obviously a bunch of other decks. Um, before I get to the rest of the updates that are not getting any updates, um, just to run through them real quickly, you know, my D&D Showcase deck, obviously none of those in this set. Uh, Sandra, Jaya Tribal deck, Sandra doesn't show up in the set. Uh, my Dungeon Party mechanic deck, you know, nothing referencing party, nothing referencing dungeons. Um, I do have a Knight's Equipment deck, which, you know, I actually haven't really played since really putting it together. And I'm thinking about actually just maybe putting it back into retooling just because there's a deck I want to talk about a little bit later that's like essentially another equipment tribal deck. Um, so I need to really retool what I'm doing with knights and with equipment. Obviously knights tend to synergize with equipment, but I might be just leaving just pure, straight into pure knights as an identity. I'm I'm really not sure what I'm doing with that with that deck right there. Um, Monarch and New Voting, you know, nothing with either of those mechanics in the set. Um, clues and Good Boars, I haven't really played it that much. Um, you know, and, and there are some Tamneo flavored and art, art cards in the set, so maybe that might get some upgrades, but I just haven't really played the deck to see what it needs yet. So maybe, you know, maybe there are upgrades here, but, you know, I, at this point, I haven't really looked into it too deeply for this one. So, um, anyway, we have uh, Shrines and Gates, um, which I think I'm going to pass on. No upgrades here for this one. Uh, there are no spirits in the set either, so it doesn't get anything. Not, no, nothing for allies, nothing for enchantment creatures. Um, as I mentioned, the Dominus cards here are not actually gods, so they wouldn't go into the god tribal. No monks, um, and then the cheap incident sorceries aren't really what I'm looking to do with that deck. Um, no sea monsters here. Um, obviously, nothing from Tarkir Dragon Cycles or a team or a Tarka. Um, nothing Thopter wise. And then uh, my staples EDH deck, uh, which I just put together, though it still do has a couple more staples I need to add in there. Um, you know uh, that I don't think I've talked about that deck yet. It's just since I went through the EDH Rex top 100 cards um, and basically just more or less built a deck with that. With a couple of changes, I took out all the non the, all the green signets and talismans. Um, if anything, I took out all the talismans. I was running signets, and then I took out all of the uh, cards that cost you know more than like my binder. Um, and took, so you know I think you know, I'm running I think like enlightened Twitter right now just because like I have it. Um, but I might all the other spells I don't have in the list. You know, Farseek or. Um, or uh, Assassin's Trophy, for example, or cards. I'm going to be putting in there soon once I can get a copy of those. Uh, but yeah, obviously, I, I'm going to only update that deck once a year in January, um, and so uh, that's not going to be due for an update for another couple of another year or so. Uh, whenever we see how the EDH rec data has shifted. Anyway, let's get into the decks that are getting some updates. So, out of the uh, one, uh, one will be all, all will be one. Uh, commander tribal decks. You know, I have a command. I have my commander tribal deck, uh, uh, which doesn't actually have any has has any had any reps yet. Um, but you know, it, it's any card that, that references the commander. And you know, there are three here, right? Um, so first off, we have Norn's Choir Master, three white white for a Phyrexian Angel, firing in first strike whenever commander I control attacks, uh, enters the battlefield, uh, enters the battlefield or attacks a 
nerf rate. Um, my commanders actually do a decent bit with plus one, plus one counters. So um, I think this one maybe might be able to get in there. Um, and then let's say we have Skyhunter Strike Force, which is a knight, uh, for a cat knight for two and a white for a two, two. Um, flying with melee, whenever a creature attacks, it gets plus one, plus one for each opponent I attack this turn as combat. Um, and then Lieutenant, you know, as long as I control my commander, other creatures I control have melee. Um, the deck is kind of like a weird mix of going tall and going wide, depending on which commander partner pair I have at the head um, in any given game session. Uh, so, you know, this one I think uh, could very well slot into the deck. Um, and then we have Tangle Weave Armor, two green green living weapon. When this equipment enters the battlefield, create a OO black faction germ creature token, attach it to this. Equip creature gets plus X plus X, which is the greatest mana value among my commanders. Um, I believe, you know, this one would only really work with my um, Ikisudaki, the, the green black one. I think it's like five or six mana. Um, so, you know, maybe, I'm not sure about this one. I think this might have the lowest impact of what I'm going uh, for with this one. Um, but definitely, I think the first two will definitely get a slot in here. And I already have the pre context uh, ordered so i need to figure out what to take out but you know i i also need to just get reps with the deck in the first place uh, next up for a vehicle tribal deck, um, we have two vehicles in the set, um, both of which are, you know, would, would maybe fit in. Um, Meldweb's Triber, Strider is a four and a blue for a vehicle, Vigilance, and it's a battlefield with an oil counter on it, and then I can remove an oil counter uh, for it to become an artifact creature. It's essentially a self-milling one-time use, uh, crew three otherwise, and it's a five-five. So we'll see if that's powerful enough. Uh, the self-crewing stuff is pretty appealing. Um, otherwise, we have Ripskiff, which is uh, four mana for a vehicle of Toxic 2, uh, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card and crew three. It's a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, might be a little bit too low impact. Um, you know, just cantripping I don't think is enough for the deck. Um, so, you know, we'll see if, that's able to, if, the, if any of those are able to make the cut. Uh, cat Tribal Rise. Um, so we have the aforementioned uh, Skyhunter Strike Force. It's a Cat Knight. Um, could very well, I think, slit in, slot in there. Um, we have Kemba, Ka Enduring, a uh, legendary cat cleric, uh, one in the white for a 2-2. So legendary cat, already a good thing in there. Now, um, I did take out a lot of the equipment stuff in the deck. So maybe I'm, if I end up, again, spinning off to another uh, equipment tribal deck, um, you know, he might end up going, uh, you know, Kemba, Ka, whenever Kemba, Ka, Ka Enduring, or another cat enters the battlefield, I might control, attach up to one target equipment I control to that creature. Equip creature I control gets plus one, plus one. Um, and then three white, white, create a two, two white cat creature token. I mean, it works with what I'm doing with, with a cat equipment tribal deck. I think the taking out the equipment part maybe make me this one not as impactful. Um, I think, you know, I need to figure out where I'm going with my cat tribal deck and how much equipment I want to put into it. I'm going to spin it off to another cat tribal deck entirely. Um, so we'll see. Um, similarly, Leon and Lightbringer for two and the white is a cat rebel, three, two, war two. As long as it's equipped, get plus one, plus one. I think just a little too low impact, even if I was doing a cat equipment tribal deck. Um, Dinosaur-wise, um, there are a couple of dinosaurs, both Phyrexian. Um, there's uh, Tyranax Atrocity, 3 green green for a 4 4 Phyrexian Dinosaur, Haste, and Toxic 3. Um, and then Tyranax Rex, which is a mythic, 4 green green green, 8 8, cannot be countered, Trample, Ward 4, Haste, and Toxic 4. Basically, a Carnage, Carnage Tyrant. Um, I mean, that, I think if Tyranax Rex probably gets in, sure, it would be like the only thing that really deals poison counters uh, in the set, uh, in my deck. Um, but I mean, just all like, that keyword soup is just really powerful. And frankly, I mean, 
you know, the fact that it has trample and eight power and haste and ward basically means that, you know, it's going to get down. It's going to probably trample over something and give for, for toxic, uh, toxic counters. Um, so yeah, I think this is just, you know, I think this is, can, can, can probably poison out a player by themselves. Um, assuming they don't have like too many, uh, too many, uh, blockers. Uh, moving on to elves. So, you know, there's a legendary elf in the set, um, which is Glissa Sunslayer. Uh, one green and a black, Phyrexian zombie elf legendary creature. 3-3, three, three, first strike, death touch, always a potent combination. Deals combat damage to a player. I either draw a card and lose one nightlife, always nice. Um, destroy target enchantment or remove up to three counters from target permanent. Um, you know, also there's, you know, Zuri Stock of Spheres, but he's green blue, not in the colors. Um, otherwise, I don't think any of these other elves will really be what I'm doing. Uh, you know, Rushfine Cultivator is a very slow mana dork, and only like kind of like, you know, it, it, you need to tap it to put an oil counter and tap it to untap a target land. I don't really think it's what, it's, what, what I'm going for here. So I think really only Glissa is the one who's probably going to make a deck. Um, that said, there's technically not an elf, but Tyvar uh, has, a, has a card as a planeswalker. Um, Jubilant Brawler, one black and a green for three loyalty planeswalker, activate abilities of creatures that I control as those they had haste, which is very powerful in an elf deck, right? I can get this down. Any mana dork will just basically be instant mana um, and possibly even pay for itself. Um, anyway, and plus the plus one, untap up to one target creature. It goes super well with an elf deck. Um, and mill three target, three cards, return a creature with mana two or less in the graveyard to the battlefield. I mean, a lot of elves are really cheap, so I think this is this really, you know, it, it really is a, an elf commander deck, I think, through and through. Uh, speaking of Planeswalkers, my elu my mono blue illusion Jace tribal deck has a new completed uh, member, uh, Jace Perfected Mind, a legendary Jace Planeswalker with completed uh, for five loyalty, uh, two blue and a Phyrexian blue mana. Um, so, you know, the plus one until my end of turn, up to one target creature gets minus three minus O, uh, minus two, uh, target player mills three cards. If they have 20 or more cards in, the, uh, in, in a graveyard, I draw three cards, otherwise I draw a card. Um, and then minus X, target player mills three times X cards. Um, so, I mean, I don't think this is going to be strictly really that good in the deck. I mean, like Party Jace, for example, is, you know, just draws everyone cards. This one, you know, I don't think it's going to be super impactful, but hey, it's a Jace. I got to put the Jaces in there, you know? What, what else can I do? Uh, moving on to my Mana Rock Tribal uh, deck. There are a couple of Mana Rocks um, worth looking into here. Uh, one is Volsock Factory, uh, two in the red for an artifact. Um, add red mana, put a charge counter on it uh, from the commander deck. Um, and two in the red, uh, sacrifice it and create an XX colorless golem creature with X or X is in, with haste, where X is the number of charge counters on it only as a sorcery. Um, so, I mean, you know, this is a Mana Rock that can, in the sense, a few Mana Mana Rock that can basically, uh, you know, over time become a golem toward the late game. Um, I think that's that, that's worth consideration. Um, we have Glistening Sphere, uh, which is another three mana mana rock. Um, you know, uh, enters the battlefield tap, which is not that, that great. Um, but when it enters the battlefield proliferate, um, I do have Planeswalkers deck, so maybe there's some synergy there. Um, and then you know, add one mana of any color. Um, now I don't have poison counters in the deck, so I don't think the corrupted ability will really be relevant. So this one is kind of on the fence of, of whether or not it'll make it in. Um, same thing goes for Phyrexian Atlas. Um, three mana, add three mana, one mana of any color. Um, when it becomes tapped, each player who has three or more poison. Encounters loses one life. Um, 
again doesn't really play much in the in the poison counter in the poison counter space. Um, and finally, we have Tablet of Completion, uh, two mana for a uh, so two mana rock. Um, but I have to tap it to put an oil counter on it, um, and then tap uh, tap it uh, to add colorless. Activated only has one two or more oil counter, so it's a, kind of like a slow overtime mana rock. Um, but the real one that you want to do is one mana tap it draw a card, um, which you know a two mana mana rock that sure doesn't give mana immediately. Um, but if I'm able to like draw cards over the course of the game, I think that's one thing this deck really struggles with. So um, I think that one will be very interesting to add to the deck. Um, and then for my Hydra Tribal deck, so no Hydras and no real ramp spells, I think, are you know, really want to be adding in here. That said, there is uh, yet another, you know, kind of kind of like Awaken the Woods, a premier mythic uh, that is doing some crazy stuff. Um, all will be one, uh, name of the set. Um, three red red for an enchantment. Um, whenever you put one or more counters on a permanent or a player, deals damage, dam damage to target opponent creature or an op creature the opponent controls or planeswalker the opponent controls. So Hydras. Come in the battlefield, lots of lots of counters that counts as putting counters on it, uh, which will basically whenever I cast, which basically Warstorm Surge, right? Uh, cast the Hydra, put a bunch of uh, counters on them. So yeah, I think this one will probably find a way into the deck once the price comes down a little bit and I can afford it. Uh, and then the final deck that I will be putting uh, updates in is my Ninja Tribal deck. Uh, so, you know, we have uh, Mercurial Spell Dancer, one and a blue for a uh, Phyrexian Rogue, two, one. Um, so for, you know, any of these, it's not a Ninja, obviously, but, you know, I'm, I am considering it just because it's a two mana, strictly unblockable creature. Um, and then when I cast a non-creature spell, put an oil counter on it, um, and it deals damage, combat damage to a player, right? I can I can remove two oil counters. If I do, copy the next spell I cast this turn, instant or sorcery. Um, I don't think there are too many instant of sorceries in the deck really worth uh, copying. So we'll see if this one can cut it over, if there's a benefit to this one over some other uh, unblockable uh, two drops in, this, in the deck. Uh, of course, though, we have Kaito, Dancing Shadow, um, two white and a blue for a legendary planeswalker Kaito. Whenever one or more creatures I can control, control deal common damage to a player, return one of them to my owner's hands. If I do activate the world here abilities of Kaito twice this turn rather than only once. So, hey, you know, maybe I'm going to ninjutsu. Maybe I'm just going to activate these abilities twice, which, speaking of, the abilities are either plus one, up to one target creature can't attack or block until my next turn, which is, hey, you know, pretty much uh, what I need for to, to get maybe if they have a couple more blockers than I really need um you know i'm making something unblockable is nice um zero just drawing a card so essentially draw two cards if i bounce a creature to my hand that's nice um and then minus two create a two two colorless drone artifact creature with left death touch and when it leaves the battlefield each opponent loses two life and i gain two life um essentially you know uh 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 death touching creature that comes in is essentially um uh uh, what's it? Um, ninjutsu fodder, basically. So you know, I think this is a. I think and, and without actually increasing my hands, I don't need to discard stuff. So I think Kaido again, obviously, is going to make it into the Ninja Tribal deck. So yeah, those are the decks that I currently have built. Um, now I do have, <laughs> I have some inspirations, so to speak, from other decks. Um, so obviously, kind of like the headliner for me is a. Uh, Urtet Remnant of Memnarch. Um, obviously, Jossie Quiet played this on Command Zone, but I'm just going to go for more or less a, a straight Mur tribal deck. You know, it's three mana, le legendary artifact creature Mur. 2-2, um, two, two, whenever I cast a Mur spell, create a 1-1 one, one colorless Mur artifact creature token. Be in my combat, uh, untap each Mur I control, and then Wooberg, put three plus one plus one counters on each Mur I control. Activate only my turn, only during my turn. So, I mean, you know, it's not going to, I'm not going to make the most optimized version of it, but just, you know, hey, make a bunch of Mur. I mean, Sir, why not? Um, and then let's see, I have Rat Tribal deck. So there is that uh, the Rat, um, the Rat uh, Lord. Um 
uh, whose name is, uh, um, uh, let's see, Karumonix, uh, the Rat King, a one black black, legendary creature, Phyrexian Rat, Toxic One, and then other rats have Toxic One. And when it ends the battlefield, look at the top five cards, reveal any number of rats, put it in my hand, put the rest on the battlefield on a random order. Um, now, the real trick here, right, obviously most rat tribal decks tend to play a lot of relentless rats or, or you know, the, 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 you can have any number of this rat of this card in your in your library. I actually went ahead and take, took a look to see if it could be done, and I actually can make a rat tribal deck uh, with a little bit of a swamp sub theme since it's going to be mono black but a rat uh, deck um, also no ninjas because overlap um, without relentless rats actually so you know I think that's going to be my angle for the rat tribal deck just do it without the relentless rats um, now the deck that I'm really interested actually in building from the deck from the set you know aside from 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 Utrecht which is you know more or less a bit of a meme at this point uh, you know just because like hey it's more tribal right kind of like the obscure um, the obscure tribe that finally gets some support um, I think rebel or equip they, okay, I, was, I mentioned the night my night tribal problem I think you know the the rebel um, the rebel equipment stuff is actually really interesting here so um, and also the fact that you know um, it's now the, the you know you could maybe play with some of the uh, some of the uh, the reconfigure cards from uh, Neon Dynasty, but I don't think that the actual reconfigure mechanic actually works with the equip stuff here, unfortunately. So, um, in any case, you know there's essentially um, you know this, the, in the precon deck, you know we have uh, Nayali Sun's Vanguard, you know uh, Human Rebel attacking token creatures get, uh, get double strike, um, and then you know uh, Otari uh, Sun's Glory, you know makes Rebel creatures that are attacking for each experience counter control. I could put him in like a Mardu experience counter stack, but I don't think so. I think I'm gonna maybe keep him here. I mean, you know, there's been you know any number of equipment matters, you know, commanders, right? You have Wyleth from I believe the Command Legends precon, Akiri um, from Zendikar Rising's the equipment tribal, um, Brunar, uh, Adventure of the Forgotten Realms, Astor from DMU, um, and then Jorkadine from this deck. Right? All red, white, uh, you know, uh, equipment matters, right? Um, and there's been any number of, of of cards that kind of play into that. The real difference here is that uh, we have i believe like the 15 or so um maybe a little bit less um you know number of uh, of of uh, cards with the four mirror then uh mechanic right which is basically when an equipment and when this equipment enters the battlefield essentially it's the uh phyrexian uh the the living weapon version of the deck um where it basically creates a 2-2 red rebel creature token and attaches the equipment to it so you're basically just playing for a creature with the equipment stuff right so you know basically i mean yes you know i'm going to just have like these equipment but they, they also counted more or less as creatures right um so just have that with all of the equipment matter stuff like i mentioned kimba car earlier right could maybe to slot into here instead of a cat tribal deck. Um, now, I was thinking, you know, maybe I might lean into full rebels. Um, now, I do like to play new border rebels, and frankly, you know, all the new border stuff, I don't think really, even the old border stuff doesn't really synergize with the rebels beyond just sharing a common, um, a common, uh, um, creature type basically right um, so I really don't think that's the way to go here um, I could also just throw in you know Nahiri right who's also got completed in the set but still uh, you know um, plays in with the equipment side of things um, and uh, with previous iterations do too um, just play Nahiri right and also Koth is, an, is a rebel as well so you know red white Koth and Nahiri rebels and equipment um, I think that's a, de that's a deck in there I think that I could probably put together uh, so it'll be relatively cheap especially since you know most of them are going to be, most of the new more expensive cards Except maybe Cigar's aid, um, I either already have or you know will already be in the in the new precon deck. So um, yeah, I think that's you know I think that's uh, what I'm I'm going to probably be trying to build most likely from the from the set in the near future.
Otherwise, you know, we still have stuff I haven't really finished up yet. Um, Urza and Karn from the um, Dominary, from the Brothers War. Um, I was looking at my vampire deck, which I have from long ago. That's kind of gotten overblown with how many vampires there are. Probably going to be two separate vampire deck. One is the Wedding Tribal deck. That's basically anything from Innistrad that's a legendary, uh, legendary or deals with Sorin or deals with blood tokens, I think will be one. Um, and then just uh, vampires, legendary in general, a little bit more of a life drain uh, sub theme as well um i think the attracts a card you know the the redless one that's you know in the set that mentions the new bar card type battles um you know obviously can't build that until i know more about battles in the upcoming set um but hey you could just make it i don't know maybe just infect tribal since red's the only one doesn't there um maybe do the spheres right uh, and also the loci as well um so yeah well maybe maybe attracts ends up being a, a deck uh, not this set but maybe in the next set um you know, obviously we have all the planeswalkers. You know, if I end up building decks down the line for Kaya, for example, um, you know, getting giving her a deck of her own. Um, you know, also the fact that we're back on Phyrexia reminded me, hey, golems are a thing, right? And then you have the splicers, which I don't think really panned out in this set so much, but you know, rune golems I think was another thing. Um, and then obviously going back to the planeswalkers, Acre Moon Gauntlet I think as a mythic is also interesting to just go in a super friends deck, which I don't know what color those would be yet for myself. So yeah, those are all the decks that I have already that I'm going to be adding decks to and also some decks that I don't have yet that I kind of want to build. Um, obviously, you know, I don't have the spare money right now to build these decks or update them, um, which is all fine, right? Um, instead, I'm going to be, uh, again, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, going to Magicon Philadelphia next week. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm really playing, right now I'm, I'm signed up for the two um, Mystery Booster, one on Saturday and then one on Sunday. Um, and then we'll see what other pickup on-demand events. Maybe I'll definitely be bringing a number of, of Commander decks. I still need to decide which ones I'm going to bring, frankly, because I don't want to over-carry too much too much stuff um but yeah you know check out you know check out the panels check out boots the vendors you know check out uh the pro tour uh philadelphia will be fun i mean philadelphia is a very near and dear to my heart um be going to be cheering for the birds this weekend for the super bowl um hopefully they win so that you know philly uh people are not too upset when we're there and yeah just get some good food um have some friends there maybe catch some dinner with them we'll see um but yeah, uh, that is going to be uh, me. So we're going to have an episode at the end of the month, uh, kind of recapping uh, my MagicCon Philadelphia experience. And then we'll get into, you know, next month uh, talking about the... Um uh, my my all will be one draft experience. Um, I will say early early reviews. I know a lot of people don't like the set just because it's too aggro, too fast. I don't know personally. I kind of like that kind of that kind of uh, a kind of set a little bit. Um, you know, I think there's enough variety. I mean, again, it's very early, right? But I think you know there's enough to do in in the different decks. Obviously, I, I've already gotten the trophy with red green, and then red white. I had an almost trophy with. Um, so obviously, send it on the aggro side. But that's again just kind of like my preferred style of play um, versus you know, having to play the longer grindier games, basically. So, um, yeah, I think this is a, a set I'm going to be looking forward to, even though I don't think everyone else was. Um, I did miss the pre-release just because this past weekend, uh, when it was pre-release, you know, we had some family coming to town, so wasn't able to uh, actually uh, get some games in, unfortunately. But I still do have my box, and uh, I, I do have a complete edition uh, coming in a little bit. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. 
Um, in any case, uh, this podcast is coming to its resolution. Let me know what you think of my deck additions. Are there any cards I missed for these decks? Uh, what decks are you interested in building from uh, Firexy All Be One, EDH, or otherwise? Uh, let me know over on Twitter at EtherVortexPod or into the, over your email at into the EtherVortex at gmail.com. Uh, one iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Leave a review on any of those podcast stores. Uh, links in the show notes. My architect will be with all my deck lists will be linked in, under the username Ninja Boy Boy than I. Intern out to music provided by Kevin Macleod. You can still see his stuff and comment for me on IO. Editing production by Ninja Boy Media. Again, next episode we'll be doing a recap of Magic on Philadelphia. Hope to catch someone there. Um, until then, may your lands be plentiful, but not too plentiful. Past the turn. <laughs>